I've been really surprised at how many people who listen to this podcast have reached out to me about having me speak at their events. I love that. And here's why. Over the last 13 years, I've had the honor to help hundreds of companies like Nissan, Walmart, Microsoft, and Comedy Central at events around the world. And during that time, I've developed three big goals for your event. Number one, I want to slingshot your audience into the best year they've ever had. Whether I'm opening, closing, or somewhere in the middle of the event, I want to launch everyone out of that room with actionable, memorable things that they can apply to their work and lives immediately. Number two, my second goal, I want the sound team engaged and laughing. The sound team has heard it all. They have, and if I can make them laugh and learn along the way, the audience is going to absolutely love the keynote. And number three, my third goal, I want you to get text messages during the keynote. My favorite sentence to hear from you after I speak is, John, my phone was blowing up during your keynote. I'm there to make you look like a rock star, not me. If your boss texts you during my speech and compliments you on how well the event is going, then I know I've done my job. Whether it's virtual or live, 10,000 people in an arena or 15 sales team members on WebEx or Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams, I'd love to help you with your next event. Fill out the quick form at acuff.me slash speaking to check my availability. That's acuff, A-C-U-F-F dot M-E slash speaking. Hey everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes is a Goal podcast. If you're new around here, I'm a late bloomer who discovered the power of goals in his mid-30s. Now I'm on a furious mission to create the accelerators I wish I had in my 20s. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about a goal checklist. Any, uh, any other list builders listening today? Don't you love a good checklist? It's the best. Lists are the best. I wish that rhymed. It almost does, but it doesn't. I'm going to teach you how to turn your goals into a checklist so that you can actually accomplish them a lot easier. And it's the new year. I don't know if you noticed that. It's, it's the new year. It's the middle of January. And I want to help you accomplish every resolution you have. That's why for the next few weeks, we're doing a special series called Fail Proof Resolutions. Over a six-episode arc, I'll give you the tools you need to finish the goals you care about the most in 2024. These episodes are designed to be standalone so that if this is your first time listening to my podcast, maybe you heard about it from a speech I gave at your company, don't feel like you missed anything, but definitely feel free to go back through the other episodes to get the full experience. We'll link them in the show notes as always. So last week we covered the five types of goals you should always have. And one of the types that everyone ignores, but desperately needs, boom, boom, boom. What's the type? You'll have to go back to that episode. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you check it out. I encouraged you to create a big list of goals that was actually written down. And then I dared you to categorize your list according to the five types of goals, which I call games. Game number one, career. Game number two, financial. Game number three, relationships. Game number four, health. Game number five, fun. And I wrote all about these in my new book, All It Takes is a Goal. So right now, if you're thinking, oh, I want to know a little more about the games, check out All It Takes a Goal. You can get it anywhere books are sold. So if you did that, how did you feel? If you came up with a big list, was it fun? I bet that there was at least a little bit of spark. 
I bet something we talked about got you curious. Um, and I bet if you haven't listened to the episode and you've already got a list of resolutions, I bet that was a fun experience. I bet you got a glimmer of hope. Well, today we're going to magnify that feeling and we're going to blow it up even bigger. For the last few months, one of the things I've been writing about and thinking about a lot is that every goal, every successful goal has four stages. Stage number one is dream. Stage number two is plan. Stage number three is do. And stage number four is review. Today, we're going to talk about that second stage, plan. Most people never make it to this stage. They get stuck in dream. Like a lot of dreamers, and there's a lot of dreamers that listen to this podcast, have a bunch of dreams, bunch of dreams, huge, long, massive collection of goals, but they never make it out of dream. They get stuck. Most people get stuck right there, but there's something I like to say a lot, and it's we're not most people. We are not most people. So today we're going to jump into planning, and the tool we're going to use is a simple checklist. Why do you need a checklist? Well, think about it like cooking. What we've done, like if you've created a list of goals, what you've done is come up with some amazing ingredients. We've collected our favorite ingredients that we think will make for a really fantastic 2024. We've been in gather mode, saying to ourselves, ooh, this health goal would be fun to accomplish. Or, oh, this financial goal feels like a bit of a stretch, but I think if I could do it this year, it would really change my life. Or, oh, this career goal, I really want to focus on my career. We've been grabbing all these different ideas in a massive list and then sorting them like a chef walking through one of those big open air markets you see on travel cooking shows. That's really important work. It is. It's It's vital. And now we've got this amazing collection of ingredients spread out on our kitchen counters. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's different shapes and sizes. But you know what we don't have yet? Do you know what's missing? We don't have a recipe. We, we don't have a recipe for all these ingredients to use them in a really smart way. I mean, think about it this way. Depending on the type you make, the Vietnamese dish pho, is it pho or pho? I always say that wrong. It can take up to 20 different ingredients. If you've never cooked it at home and didn't have a recipe, imagine if I said to you, hey, here you go, just, just wing it. Here's a bunch of ingredients. Just, you'll figure it out. How do, you, how do you think that would go? Do you know how much fish sauce to use? That's a thing you can't be casual with, fish sauce. Like it's right there in the name, like, hey, a little goes a long way, or do you need a lot? I don't know. Which of the five separate spices need a big portion, and which one do you barely put in? What about the broth? What's your broth plan? A broth can make or break a Vietnamese dish. You better get it just right. Cooking a 20-ingredient exotic dish for your very first time without a recipe would be a disaster. Now, on the flip side, imagine if I said to you, here's 30 goals you've written down, 365 days in the new year, 100 different fears, and 1,000 distractions. All you have to do is just mix those ingredients all together and see how it goes without a recipe. Like, see what you're able to cook up. Where would you start? What would you do? Which ones would you focus on first? Which ones aren't important? Who can possibly tell? That's why most resolutions fail. Recipes make cooking easy. And that's what a good checklist does. Checklists make goals easy. Today, I'm going to give you the one that I use. 
Now, if you're a member of the Guaranteed Goals community, which is like the Home Depot for goals, it's this online community I created, you can find a PDF of this checklist posted in the resources section. If you have no idea what the GGC is, but you want to accomplish all your goals this year, check out johnacuff.com slash goals. Here's how the checklist breaks down. It's got four categories on it. Number one, daily. Number two, weekly. Number three, monthly. Number four, events. We're going to discuss those first two today. In today's episode, we're going to discuss daily and weekly. Those are the two we're going to focus on so that you can put them to immediate use in your life. Now, a daily goal is a goal you review at least once a day like clockwork. It's a goal you review once a day like clockwork. It's something you want to accomplish every single day. Here are a few that I'm working on this year. Number one, turn on personal do not disturb level on my phone each morning. That's a, a daily habit I'm working on, a daily goal I'm working on. Here's the thing. I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not a police officer who gets called out on emergencies. I find that if I set my phone to personal, meaning only my family and my assistant Ashley can text me, I get a lot done through the day. Rarely does someone need something from me in that exact moment. I want to remember that. So I've made it a small goal, a daily goal that's on my checklist. In the morning, I look at my checklist and I go, oh, that's right. Let me make sure I turn my phone to personal focus. Number two, plan tomorrow today. That's another one of the things I'm working on. I want to plan tomorrow today. What does that mean? Here's what it means for me. One of my career goals is to make sure I'm getting ahead of tomorrow by spending a few minutes planning it. So that means on Monday, I look at Tuesday and I assign my hours some actions. I'll open my Google Calendar and I'll block 7 to 8 a.m. with the word run. And then I'll say 9 to 11 a.m., write chapter three of my new book. And 12 to 12.30, eat lunch. I try to be as specific as I can so that the day actually happens that way. And I've tested doing that the week before, like to try to get a week of planning ahead. And it always makes me feel overwhelmed. Like it's hard for me to predict that six days from now at 9.15, here's what I'll be doing on a Tuesday. Maybe some people can do that. For me, it feels too rigid. So I plan fairly loosely a week out, but then the day before I get pretty specific. That's something I try to do every day. That's on my daily checklist. Another one, number three, is write down 10 gratitude ideas. I keep reading about the scientific benefits of being grateful, but that's always discouraged me because I wouldn't say I'm a naturally grateful person. So I did what I always do, and I turned it into a goal. Every day in 2024, I'm going to write down 10 gratitude ideas. I'll end up with more than 3,600 things I'm grateful for. It will be nearly impossible for me to be less grateful at the end of the year if I am faithful with this one. Let's say I bomb it. Let's say I just blow it and I only end up with 1,800 things I'm thankful for. That's a ton of gratitude. And if I review it daily, I'm more likely to actually do it. Those are a couple things that I, I want to do every day. Now, what's nice about doing a daily review is that you will instantly know what your fake goals are. A fake goal is something you think you should do or something that sounds fun in January, but you, you don't really care about. For example, I knew within two weeks that my daily goal of drinking a gallon of water was a fake goal for me. I hated it. Oh, I hated it. 
The only thing that goal taught me was where every bathroom in town was. It was also the worst on airplanes. I don't know how you gallon a day people travel because I felt like I spent the entire flight waiting for slow people to get out of the bathroom on the plane. The worst. And when I tried it daily, I was able to see my checklist like, nah, this, this is not it. The second section of the checklist that we'll talk about today are weekly goals. So get ready to have your mind blown because a weekly goal is a goal you accomplish every week. I don't have to do these goals every day. I just need to have accomplished them by the end of the week. Here are a few I'm working on right now. Number one, plan my week with my productivity system. A few years ago, I built my own productivity system. It involves a whiteboard, post-it notes, a Google Doc, and my calendar. And this approach has radically increased my productivity while also reducing my stress. That's something I'm always looking for in a goal. The goal isn't successful if it allows me to be more productive, but I'm also more panicked. That's not helpful. That's not a good trade-off for me. So I'm always looking for things that are that rare tip, that rare tool, resource, whatever word you want to use that gives me great productivity, but also more peace. I think those are fairly rare, but they're out there. And so this system, I would say, is loosely based off of the personal Kanban system, a Japanese form of software development. Obviously, if that's what you're thinking, I bet right now you're like, I bet he's using a modified version of a Japanese software system to plan. You're exactly, that is what I'm doing. Oh my gosh, you're so smart. I say it's loosely because there are only two rules of Kanban and I aggressively break one of them. So when you're when you're doing something that's 50% opposite the original thing, it's definitely loosely based. And the thing I like about this system is that it helps me break big goals into weekly actions. You'll notice that I, I don't have annual goals on this checklist. I told you there were four things and I don't have annual goals on it. That's because they're broken up into weekly and monthly chunks that I can actually work on instead of massive statements like write a book or run a million miles. Like those are overwhelming to me on a checklist. My weekly productivity system gives me actions like write chapter two or run two to three times this week. If you've ever had a hard time breaking a big goal down into manageable pieces, I teach exactly how I use this system inside the Guaranteed Goals community. If you're looking for it, it's lesson two in the Make It Through the Middle course. I did a course on how do you make it through the middle of a goal because the middle is the worst part. Again, check it out at johnacup.com slash goals. Another goal on my weekly checklist is empty my inbox Monday and Thursday. I personally don't do well with the constant IV approach of email where you continually check it a thousand times a day like you've got an IV you're hooked up to um, that's just distracting you nonstop. Can you imagine like that picture for a second? You with email attached to your forearm and it's just constantly dripping distraction and interruption and interruption. Like that's not a great picture. Whenever I think about IVs, I think about the time we went to Las Vegas and we were um, at a pool at the hotel with my wife and kids and the people next to us had a nurse come to hook up a banana bag, I believe is what they call it, with like vitamins so that they could keep partying. And I was, that is dedicated. Like, cause they were still drinking. Like, so they got a hydration bag, I guess, to get over the hangover from the night before. And we're still like, it was like they were racing the hydration. It was the wildest thing I ever saw. And I was like, oh, that's right. I'm in, I'm in Vegas. Like people have nurses that come give them IVs at the pool. That's just such a weird thing to me. I would never think like 
I need to call a nurse who would, it was just odd to me. But that's what email is like. If you're not careful, it's just this constant drip of distraction. And so although I check it throughout the week, like I'm on email plenty of times, don't get me wrong. I find that if I can get to inbox zero on Monday and Thursday, everything else works out. That fresh reset twice a week keeps everyone I work with happy and connected. The third example from my weekly checklist is my health game. I have on my list five workouts, so running and CrossFit. Are you proud of me for making it this far into the episode without mentioning that I do CrossFit? I didn't want to bring it up, but I do. I do. But I try every week to do five workouts. In general, I've found that if I exercise five times a week, my pants fit. That's just one of those things, like my pants fit. And I'm not trying to be an expert at CrossFit. I'm not trying to enter competitions. I'm basically trying to maintain some of the muscle that apparently just starts galloping off your body when you get close to 50. Like no, nobody really told me how fast that happens. But the closer I get to 50, the more I feel like my muscle is like, hey, um, we're, we're just going to leave if that's all right. Like we feel like, you know what, it's a wrap. We're out of here. So I have a weekly goal of five workouts. Another weekly goal for me is the empty the idea folder goal. I have an empty the idea folder goal. What's the idea folder? Well, I talk about this a lot, my creativity system in the guaranteed goals community. Um, But essentially, one of the reasons I've been able to write 10 books, the 10th comes out this September, is that I take ideas very seriously. I have a system I use to stay on the top of my game. And one of the steps it involves is moving ideas where they need to go so that the idea can grow and mature. Every author listening to this right now already has more than enough ideas to write their next book. They just haven't done steps two and three in the process, which are reviewing the ideas and then releasing the ideas. It's a three-step process. It's record, it's review, it's release. And so with this weekly commitment, I'm reminding myself to empty the idea folder and sort that week's new ideas. So when doing this, when do I actually check them off? Like when do when I do a weekly review, well, it depends on the specific goal. For example, every time I work out during the week, I'm checking off one of the five weekly commitments to exercise. Um, Another way I do that is I'll text my CrossFit coach and say, hey, and I'll send him a picture of the chart because I have a a chart about my workouts. Obviously, I'm a chart checklist kind of dude. And I'll text him and I'll say which workout was that day, like workout number 37 of the year, workout 42. And it keeps me accountable. Um, So I'll, I'll do that all throughout the week. On Friday for other goals, like on Friday, I'll have a goal for a weekly commitment to call my mom. So I have a goal where I call my mom every Friday and I'll check it off on on that day. And then some goals float. For instance, there's not a specific day I empty my idea folder. So my idea folder, I gather ideas all week. All week I'm gathering ideas. If I have an idea, like, and they can be big things, small things. Like an example of that would be, I heard Nate Bargatze, um, the comedian on a podcast say, you go to New York to get good. You go to LA to get famous. As a, as a rule of comedy, I thought that's a really fascinating way to frame that. You go to New York to get good. You go to LA to get famous, that there's two steps in that career. And I thought, I don't know where I'll use that idea or reference that idea, but that's an interesting idea. So I threw it in the idea folder. So I'm gathering ideas all week and then I empty it. And this, this goal, this weekly commitment 
is a get in where you fit it in goal. Get it in where you can fit it in goal. If I have 30 minutes on an airplane on a Tuesday or 45 minutes in between meetings on a Friday, I'll do it then. I'll just move the ideas where they need to go. And then at the end of the week, usually on Friday or Sunday afternoon, I'll do a final sweep through the list to make sure I got them all. And if I didn't, I'll knock out what's still remaining. The reason I like the weekly portion of this checklist is simple. Great years are built from great weeks. Great years are built from great weeks. I can't accomplish a whole year all at once. But when I stack hours into days and days into weeks, I look up and I've had a full year of awesome. That brings us to our third category in the checklist, monthly. The monthly section of the checklist is for two types of goals, and we'll cover both of those in next week's episode. Next week's episode, we'll cover both of those. Now, whenever I mention the GGC, the Guaranteed Goals Community, I get a lot of questions about why I think it's the best goal community that's ever been created. And I have three answers to that question. Number one, it's a cost-effective alternative to high-end coaching. This is where I do coaching. I do group coaching inside the GGC. We do monthly coaching where we get to talk about questions, challenges, etc. And it's really cost effective. Number two, it's community driven accountability and support. You're surrounded by hundreds of other people from around the world who are working on their goals and you get to work on them together. It gives you community. What I've found in the last year especially is People are drowning in content and starving for community. So this gives you community. The third thing is it's a customizable goal setting framework. So the framework of dream, plan, do, review works for every goal. So what's fun about the GGC is that there's people in there whose goal is to grow like a bee removal business or people in there that are like, I want to lose 10 pounds or people in there that are like, I want to learn Italian. I want to run a 5k. It's a wide variety of goals because the framework just works regardless of the goal. I've been thrilled to watch hundreds of people just like you accomplish some amazing things in that community. I can't wait to see what you finish. If you're curious, johnacuff.com slash goals. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. The reviews you write are super encouraging. Here's one I recently saw from B. Vask. B. Vask says, John provides encouraging, interesting, and fun ways to think about goals. I often have my teens listen to episodes with me. He is practical and relatable. Man, thanks for saying that. And it's cool to think that you're able to share that with your teenagers. I love that. I always say if you want um, a happy, healthy teen or like a happy, healthy 25-year-old, give a 15-year-old some, some tips and give them 10 years to practice. You want a kind 16-year-old, give a 6-year-old kindness and give her 10 years to practice. It's so fun to connect your kids with tools and resources when they're at a young age and can practice them because they're gonna use them for the rest of their life. So thank you for writing reviews. Please make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever it is the kids are saying these days. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.
I've been really surprised at how many people who listen to this podcast have reached out to me about having me speak at their events. I love that. And here's why. Over the last 13 years, I've had the honor to help hundreds of companies like Nissan, Walmart, Microsoft, and Comedy Central at events around the world. And during that time, I've developed three big goals for your event. Number one, I want to slingshot your audience into the best year they've ever had. Whether I'm opening, closing, or somewhere in the middle of the event, I want to launch everyone out of that room with actionable, memorable things that they can apply to their work and lives immediately. Number two, my second goal, I want the sound team engaged and laughing. The sound team has heard it all. They have, and if I can make them laugh and learn along the way, the audience is going to absolutely love the keynote. And number three, my third goal, I want you to get text messages during the keynote. My favorite sentence to hear from you after I speak is, John, my phone was blowing up during your keynote. I'm there to make you look like a rock star, not me. If your boss texts you during my speech and compliments you on how well the event is going, then I know I've done my job. Whether it's virtual or live, 10,000 people in an arena or 15 sales team members on WebEx or Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams, I'd love to help you with your next event. Fill out the quick form at acuff.me slash speaking to check my availability. That's acuff, A-C-U-F-F dot M-E slash speaking.